When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we are in the locker room, but uh, we're going to have to push um, Ike Taylor's entrance and his segment back. He's still in scouting meetings because he does have a job. He does have a job. He's actually just not up here just hanging out and watching you know, practice just as a say, fan. hey, I want to go down and hang out with the boys. Hey, the guys, radio. listen, I know we have important and personnel decisions yeah. to make, but I need to go talk to Max and Wolf. <laughs> just, I guess just, that's not, that's can not we working, table that? Can we table can that, table, Omar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I know that you're about to pull the trigger on something, you know, and yeah. just – you know, and you're you want making my judgments. Yeah, you yeah. want my input. So I've written uh, these reports, but you guys can you read know, them. You can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck with you guys. I gotta go down and do some radio. Yeah. So oh, man. so yeah. So scout I mean, Ike is a scout for the team. Yes. So he has scouting responsibilities first, radio appearances and hanging out with us second. Yeah. So we do come in good. second. Yeah, we do or come third, in third, depending on yeah, exactly. What exactly is going on? So I'm sure something else could could bump us down <laughs> further. We, yeah. we start thinking about it really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we would come right before cigar. Groundhog Day. Yeah, we'd probably come in right above cigar break time. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Which Ike is very big on, also because he because ha- he has his own line of cigars. Got, yes, he does. One of a kind. Yes, he Pro does. Series. Um, and we've enjoyed oh. Ike's cigars. Yes, we <laughs> yeah, have. So, so yeah. But we will uh, we'll get back to Ike uh, whenever he becomes available to us, and uh, we'll bring him on for a segment. But one thing I do want to talk about, Let's another talk about training it. camp observation. All right. Won't be a hard one. The mean green machine. <laughs> well, who's that? That is Kendrick Green. How about that? I like that. Mean green machine. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Mean exactly. green machine, Kendrick Green. You know, we saw a replay – on a quick turnaround, uh, yeah. not, you know, eighteen a mere 18 hours later or whatever it is, 15, I don't know. I, I flunked math twice. What the heck? But the, the fact of the matter is we saw Kendrick do again his, uh, you know, H-back, fullback, uh, slash tight end. Blower type of, upper of things. Yes. Blo- yes. <laughs> yeah. Blower upper of things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, there was another hit where there's, again, another opportunity to look for body Shoot. parts because when that guy comes in and – Lowers the boom on a trap. Get Zooks, man. Does listen, he drop the bomb? Listen, Toby and Dukeway is going to have PTSD and nightmares Woo! of Kendrick Green Woo! coming around the edge. He's going to start looking in his closet up in his room yeah, there. Exactly. Sure the boogeyman, which uh, hopefully for him isn't Kendrick Green. Yeah, it isn't, but he seems to be that on the field. He, you know? <laughs> like, Toby just seems to always be in and always be the point of blow-upness. <laughs> that poor guy. I mean, yeah, PTSD oh. indeed. I mean, yeah. think about this. Then they ran the hide route, you know, which is you know Again. you go in motion behind yeah. the quarterback, correct? Uh-huh. And then you come out and the quarterback rolls that way, and you go out to the flat instead of hitting 
the end man on the line, which happens to be Toby Duque. Yeah. And 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 when 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 he was when Kendrick was lined up, I heard all the guys screaming, "Watch out, Toby! He's coming in motion!" <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and Toby is like he's gonna come screaming down to the inside, stay tight, and create an angle that's very hard for Kendrick to get a shot at him. And here Kendrick just bows around him because he wants to move out to the flat, which is a great – it's a play-action setup. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all beautiful. And then they – how about Kendrick catching the ball, broke a tackle, and, yeah. and spun around. And kept went, his balance, yeah. put the hand in the ground, a little tripod action. Yes. And then kept it going for a big game. So that was awesome. It was. And, you know – Pre, uh, pre-practice, he was down with the tight ends and running backs yeah. doing the what the tight ends and running backs do about ball security. They go through a drill where they start off and they spin off a Swiss ball, yeah. you know, and then Come they run the gauntlet, and then yeah. they, they try to punch it out with those, uh, you know, wackeration things, like a boxing glove on top of a, you know, a PVC pipe. Yeah, you know? exactly, the Extendo glove. The Extendo <laughs> glove, yes. Yeah. And the funny part was, when when uh, Kendrick got on the Swiss ball, he almost blew it out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he wasn't. He was not. He was not a Swiss ball friendly uh, no, type no. of guy. He was <laughs> much heavier than what they normally have rolling around on that Swiss ball. Yeah, about but, you know, seventy pounds more. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially with equipment on too. Yeah. But think about it. Um, you know what? There, there is a a special niche that could be available when you. Think about Patrick Ricard from the Ravens, a 300-pound fullback yeah. slash nose tackle slash H-back, uh, you know, all that stuff. But they really did some very unique things with Patrick Ricard, and it, it kind of fires me up, you know, for, for Kendrick. You know, you're, you're the backup center. You're in a backup battle job. But this could be a nuanced, as you like to say, position yeah. thing where maybe he finds a niche here. And when you talk about utilizing – all of the raw skill and talent that Kendrick has, um, it makes sense. The kid is great in space. He's explosive. Yes. And he can cause violence in a very short area. Oh, yes. So when you think about how that role can be, that's a fullback, right? Yes. A fullback has that mantra, has that ethos about him. Ethos. Yes, where, nice word. where I want I want to hit you, I, you know, and, and your brother Ronnie. Yes. You know, to quote him, you know these these are the neck shortening exercises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. He it sells that, and he's the neck shortener, not the neck short knee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, we saw it. I mean, to see it Friday Night Lights, then come back with it, and I got some information from a very reliable source. Ooh. Can't reveal it. I like that. This is here to stay, Wolf. Whoa. This is here to stay. Whoa. So, so talk about creating a job for a guy that we look at the offensive line room and we know how that is. But if you can have the niche that I can do this, a la Patrick Ricard, and by the way, I can still snap a football because I did it 14 times as a starter yes. my rookie year. Yep. Now that's, keep developing. Keep developing. Now that's one more dressed offensive lineman reserve spot on game day. That's that that takes the fullback oh, slot. I didn't even think of that. Get Zooks, man. So I'm excited for it. I am excited for it. I think it's going to be a very good thing for the team because it gives you so much more flexibility in an offense. Yes. When you have the battering ram there. Oh yeah. Think about what your 13 personnel now looks like. 
Mm. We're talking about 13 personnel with Connor Hayward. What about a 13 personnel with Kendrick Green mm, in a run situation but can also be a pass? You can run play action off of it. He looks very comfortable catching the ball, didn't he? It does not look hard. It does not look nerve-wracking. Like, you see most linemen, like, okay, oh. I'll catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. I got I to squeeze it. Yep. I mean, it's Trent Williams-esque. Remember Trent Williams could catch passes? I mean, you know. He, no, I don't remember that. So, really? Yeah, so Trent Williams caught a couple he, passes. He's as, like as, almost as 400 pounds. But he. Can you mean, imagine tackling him? <clears throat> I'm oh. not tackling Trent Williams. No. I, I, I watched him beat a guy up in Hawaii during Pro Bowl weekend. I'm not doing that. Guy has hands. Wow. Yeah, dude, dude was messing with him and his family. Really? Yep. He How was, stupid you yeah. got to be? He he was out, you know, celebrating the Pro Bowl. Guy was guy was being a jerk. You're kidding me! Somebody three piece snack, no biscuit. <laughs> You're talking six eight four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why anybody thought that was a good idea. I would imagine alcohol was involved in that. Purchase. No, I'm just saying. I would. That'd be. Yeah. That would be an educated guess. Be a precursor yeah. guess right yeah, there. That, I mean, <laughs> don't know. Don't know any factoids of yeah. it. But I, I would guess that something. But needless to say, no, nobody wants to tackle or confront that man. So, yeah. But Kendrick, Kendrick has soft hands. He looks to be – and he's looking upfield. He secures the pass first, looks upfield. He, run, he runs a sub 4-9-40, too. Yeah. So, he has – and he has the balance. Yeah. You know, which is very crucial. And I thought it was awesome to see the, the faith that – Matt Canada had in him to call that, dial it up again, and throw it to him. And Kenny Pickett having the faith to throw it to him again right? and go two for two. It was, I thought it was terrific. Look, again, watch what – go back and, and, and check out a Ravens game if you got, you know, NFL film, something like that. The NFL watch, Plus package, yeah. Yeah, watch Patrick Ricard and see what he does. You know, whether he comes – he could be the trailer and the counter trap, you know, the backside – on the counter tray, he yeah. could be the he could be the lead guy, the lead puller. He could be on the front side H back position. They use him to kick out, or from a fullback position, yeah. or an inline tight. They do so much with him. You and can again, move him anywhere, and he feels comfortable. And what's the most unique thing we've seen? You've seen him, yeah. you know, with a seal block with the center, seal block with the center with on the back back. side. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that 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 was crazy. And then also. Running the trap without having to pull a, pull a guard. Yes, exactly You can so. still run trap and have an extra blocker in the middle that can clear things out so you can establish those double teams a little bit better. And you know who I was talking to? I was talking to uh, uh, Tom Bradley, great Penn yeah. State coach, great uh, a guy that you know played ball. And everything. He was talking about, you know what, what's great about that? He says, because now you've got defense coordinator, coordinator going, oh, i got to pay attention to that. i got to yes. work on that. i got to, you know. They're going to flash it, show it. you got to work on it. Taking time away from the game plan to plan for one thing. Yeah. That's, that's what you want to create, that, that type of confusion and, and extra time wasted planning for what this one individual can do. What he's capable of. What yes. he's capable of because you have to rep it. You don't want to be blindsided on game day right. and say, we didn't know 53 was going to do that. It's. Man, we have to plan for this. And then you sit by the end of the game like, when is 53 going to do that? Exactly. We wasted all this time game yeah. planning it, and he doesn't even show it. And that's it. It's the mystery. It's the anticipation of it that will cause defensive coordinators to lose sleep at night on game I hope week. we see it in Tampa. I, I would imagine we're going to see it. I think we have to see it in Tampa. Yeah, well, you, you got to see it in Tampa. Or if you're just trying to unveil it when we get to the regular season. Well, yeah, but I but I, I, I want to see it in I live think you action. Flash it so that they got to you know make sure that 
they're working on it, and then bammo, hit them with it. But do you do it Tampa or do you do it Buffalo? Because you can't do it every game. No. So, well, then then again, think about Patrick Ricard. You know, the guy gets in. You know, ten to twenty plays, snaps a game, and I gotta, I gotta believe that Kendrick can also do some special teams work. You know, kickoff return, that sort of thing. He He's can't capable. do punt covers. No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, I was on punt coverage. I was on punt return. Well, no, wait a minute. Yeah, I was for a short period of time. Kickoff return. I even did. I did look all four team teams and, come think of it. Yes. Look team and game team are two different things, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that okay. game situation. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. Again, okay. a different era back Di- then. Different era, different weight class. You know, it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was funny. It was my rookie year. We were in Dallas. It was very hot. Late in it was during the night, but it's still so hot. But I'm sucking down the Gatorades and water. Um, I play all four special teams, and not only that, I'm uh, on the in the offense for from the second quarter on. So I'm like uh, sucking it down, and then I'm telling you what, there's an NBC cameraman came by, and and he was I'm sitting on the bench, and I felt that, and you know that feeling. Oh like, yeah, you know things are about to go bad. Yeah, I remember the dude was there with the camera. I go. Oh, you need to get back up and get away here. And he goes, no, no, we're allowed to. I go, no, 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 no. And, it, man, I put orange Gatorade all over his Yeah, team. I was going to say up truck. Uh, the oh, up yeah. truck city was, was, oh, was dialed was, up. Oh, man. That's the worst when you throw up and, and all you have in your system is, like, liquids. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whatever flavor Gatorade I had, that's what you're going to see, bud. <laughs> yes, exactly Because I so. ate nothing before this. <laughs> no, there, you know, I mean, it was. It was just that's what it is, you know. But you got to keep your fluids up. But I was on punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return, and then you got the series going after the returns. You know where you're, yeah. Or you know you start off with the return, and then you go to the offense, and then you got the you know punt or you know what what have you or the kickoff. So it was kind of I was glad when uh, I got removed from there. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, you ascended. Yeah, yes, you well, ascended in responsibility. Yeah, but the, the the one that I remember most of all was my rookie year, last game, Monday Night Football in San Diego, and I'm on the front line on the kickoff return, and they kicked an onside ball. Oh uh, man! Right before half, Max, I'm telling you, I I can to this day I can remember in my mind going, no, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, you know, the eyes motion, get big. You're, like you're on NyQuil, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and just when that ball came to me, that headhunter showed up and blasted me. Oh, that's the Followed worst. by another one. Yes. <laughs> I got I got hammered on that play. That hurt. Yeah. No. More than my pride was hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I got depleted once. Oh. And it was on an interception down in Baltimore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Ed Reed intercepted the ball in, like, the end zone. And I had a pretty good track record of being able to get to Ed Reed and tackle and take down Ed Reed. Okay. Because I had, I want to say, I think I have 12 or 13 tackles under my belt. Got it. Uh, in Got my it. career on interceptions. Got it. So I'm lasering up. I'm looking at him like, okay, this right. is about to be another one. Here we go. Because <clears throat> I had a knack for it. And I just remember Ed cut right, and then he cut back left, and – I'm, it's the cutback that always gets you. Exactly. And I'm just staring him down. Yeah. And a linebacker came, and he hit me in the hip, and I went flying. Oh. If, if you've ever seen a bag of potato chips exploding, that's what my, that's what my body felt like. And, I, and my feet were, were grasping ground, and they weren't there. <laughs> 
and I landed on my hip and my shoulder so hard, and I just remember, and, and I, I am that so hurts. mad. It, oh. it, it hurt. It hurt. When you don't see it coming, you know, it's always uh, keep your head on a swivel. It reminds me of the great country singer Roger Miller. He had a song, he goes, and he hit me in a hurt and my eyes couldn't see. Oh, hard-headed me. <laughs> yeah. Spoke out of turn once too often. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Well, this was all about not speaking out of turn. This was like running out of turn and bam Yeah. When you get caught with a, you know, before the Heinz Ward thing, you know, because Heinz, now you got to, like, yeah, you got to, like, tap it. the guy in the shoulder and you got to introduce Let him know yourself. Let you're coming. Send him, give him yeah. a resume before. Get, yeah, a yeah. resume. <laughs> got to show two forms of identification and then you hit somebody yeah um eh, you know i i know the game's safer for it but still it takes away some of that element that you just love you yeah, know think about what the stories are going to be like in like 20 years oh i know with former players talking about their experience playing football no doubt about they it they won't have these stories that we have Wolf. no ours no. are good ours right. are good but with that we're going to step aside uh you're still in the locker room that's right people are starting to 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 come on the field a little bit Got guys running drills, and we will be back with more from St. Vincent's. Are you sure? Yeah, we will. Okay, okay. Promise. We're not going to go to break. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we're sitting there and we are efforting, Ike, and we got a yo off uh, Max was texting with him. So hopefully we're going to catch him. But we're watching a baseball fight on, what is it, Uh, Twitter or yeah, something? Yeah, tw- uh, well, X, I guess, is what they okay, call the it. Okay, the X. Yeah, so, some, some BS. With well, they square that. up here, and uh, yeah. the southpaw got, got drilled. Yeah. The guy fell away and hit him with a no-look hook. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez, and Jose Ramirez comes through with the right what, right cross. Yeah, after – well, it was kind of – It was a, like a fainting – It was more oh, falling away hook. Falling hook, because yeah. Because he he's getting wailed. Yeah. You know, he's uh, – the guy – yeah, the, whoever yeah. it was threw the first flurry. Yeah, and, Tim Anderson. Yeah, okay. And so uh, I would give him points on that, but all of a sudden as he's falling away, falling backwards while he's getting punched, he, he throws a no-look hook. He he his left hand up fast enough. Nah, he, he's got to get it up. Got to protect the jaw. Yeah, gotta absolutely. You know, but, that's yeah. not a typical baseball fight. Who's Who says baseball's not a contact sport now? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Absolutely. No yeah. doubt about it. All right. Well, you are in the locker room, and we are, of course, hanging out here, Max, up at St. Vincent, as yep. everybody knows. And one of the good things about it is this is the day before the, the day off. Yes. That was always a treasured thing back in my day. Oh. You know, especially when that one year we were up here for seven weeks. Great googly moogly. I mean, you talk about being up here forever. It was like yeah. it seemed to never end. Yeah, and I see we see cars now, right now, filing out of out of mass. Yes, from the basilica. Uh huh. And uh, oh, you know, underground Christian church up here in Latrobe. Huh? They, uh, there's a Christian church right over, right across the way here. I didn't know that. By the big lots. They invited well, me mean, to services today. They started oh, really? at 10. So, obviously, I can't be there because I have a job. Well, yeah. But I appreciate the invitation. That was very nice. Um, of the church to extend that to me. So, unfortunately, 
on Sundays, it's usually tough for us to to get in. Yeah, you know, the time. workload yeah. does tend to go into, you know, it's funny because, you're, you know, I grew up in a brother's assembly, great guys, good, you know, yeah. good godly men and everything. But I remember my, my one uncle go, I'd come in, uh, you know, the offices and go, boy, still playing on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Uncle Danny, I'm sorry, but, you know, Coach Noel won't let me just play on Thursday nights or Monday nights. Yeah, exactly. Kind of have to be there on Sunday. Yeah, it's kind, it's of, kind part of part of, of my job now, yes, you know. Yes, but, you know, you catch services before the, before the <laughs> game and everything and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> Exactly yeah, so. It's funny. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, again, we're waiting on Ike. Ike is uh, – you know, I think he's calling you right now. He, he, he did call me. Okay. He did call oh. you. And so we'll find out what's going on. I know that he's been in meetings. He's got work to do because he is doing the scouting. Okay. Yeah. So he is on his way, um, yes. apparently, and we're looking forward to it. Great conversation ahead. Well, yes, absolutely. I, we I, hope that you'll stay with us because it is going to be good. I always love the fact – here's the thing about it. When you, you you interview a guest, but there, when you have the bond of being teammates, such as you and Ike have, yeah, and kind of relive some of the the great Super Bowl moments and so forth that you both experienced, and you talk about you know the things that you know have been going on, uh, I look forward to that. It's uh, something special, and of course, then we can get Ike's take on uh, you know the defensive bat, secondary, yeah, because uh, as we all know, he was uh, just one of the greats. I know that. Uh, Ike, uh, you know, didn't have as many interceptions as people like, but you know what, guys he covered didn't catch the ball much. Solid career. Yes, very solid solid career. career. Ike was a do-it-all type of defensive back. No matter who it was, um, he he was going to cover him. Yeah. So so he is somewhere between – yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to text him. The, I'm going to text him the directions. I'm okay, text him how to get here. So you text him the directions, and what we're going to do is we're going to turn around and take a look at, you know, some of the things that we want to talk about is today's the day to start working on your details again because details on your work every day is something you got to do, and some of the details that we we've seen little adjustments. For instance, you know, George Pickens, uh, Grand Prix GP, as I like to call him. The fit, thing about it. Um, this young guy had a couple days in a row where he walked across the back of the end zone and got his toe out of bounds and then didn't reestablish himself. So, you know, he, he learned from that. And then yesterday he was near the back end of the end zone, made sure to get those toes down on a reception, and it was no problem. And these are the details that, that players have to work out each day. There's details such as on a screen pass, Najee, like you pointed out the other day. You got to make sure your spacing is enough that the quarterback has an opportunity, a passing lane, to yeah. drop that ball over so that an Armin Watts or whoever it was that got in the way and got the big paw up there, that, you know, he doesn't tip the ball, intercept the ball as it almost was. Yeah. Um, that's part of the details. Yeah, that is. Or George Pickens, making sure you reestablish uh, being in bounds after yes. you step out of bounds. Right. Those are all key things in the process, and those are – those nuances, the detail, the elevated thought process that how does my route change the closer I get to the end zone, right? right? And and how do I handle my spacing on a swing pass? True. You know, you can't just go through the paces or even for Broderick Jones. Yeah. He kind of took it a little light and got spun on because he wasn't screwed into the details. And all those little, and, and this is the natural attrition of camp, right? Yes. When you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, 
it gets mundane, but you got to fall in love with those details. You got to fall in love yes, with the do. mundane, ritualistic manner that is training camp practice, and you've got to find a way to keep your mind sharp. There's no question about it. You got to stay froggy with it. You cannot, just like you said, you can't let it, the mundane become so mundane that you mundane away. You yes. know, what I mean, the fact of the matter is, you've got to be on your details. Like for me, I remember. Being out there and having going, you know what? I'm being too slow with my left hand on a, on a good punch on pass protection, yeah. or the fact that I'm not getting inside enough position on a six trap. You know, coming out and being able to dig the inside out. And by golly, he's here, the myth, the legend, the great player that he was, and now the scout that he is. We've got Ike Taylor. Ike, welcome into the locker room, buddy. Good to be here with you. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh. uh so I was sitting outside. Good morning, good, good morning everybody Wait, who listens. Yeah. This is wonderful. I love yeah, the start. Yeah. So I was sitting outside. So I'm sitting outside, and I'm, I'm texting Max. Max telling me where he at, but I'm, I'm thinking, y'all, outside, outside. So yeah. I'm just walking yeah. up and down. I see C-Batch and Tone. They're doing their show. I see somebody else. They're doing their show. I said, hey, man, where these dudes at? These dudes must be somewhere I don't know. So... I said, man, then, what's your name again? CJ. This is my boy, CJ. CJ, CJ, CJ saw me. Hey! I had to slide down the hill on some slides. Yeah. (laughs) It can be a little tricky, buddy. Yeah. If you only knew how many times I've almost crashed going over that fence, dead gummit. Yeah. Man, I'm but, glad. I'm glad. I'm skinny. Yeah, and I got yeah. some good Achilles and some good flexibility in my ankles. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, it, it could be a quick. It could be a quick oh, ascent. It could be bad real quick. For real. Oh, oh man. man. Hey, look. If anybody haven't been to Latrobe and y'all sit on the, for all the fans who sit on the hill, man, I appreciate y'all coming out and supporting. <laughs> but everybody who walk up and down that hill. Uh, more power to you, man. Golly, man. That yeah. hill is steep, right? Yeah, it, it is steep. <laughs> got a hell of an incline. Yeah, and it's a little slick, too, because they, yeah. they don't cut the grass up there. No, they don't cut the grass. <laughs> and, I, and I hope they don't cut the grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, it's wild. But I'm ha- we're happy to have you, Ike, Thank man, you, because, Very much you know, so. we've kind of talked about it. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we love, you know, especially as a former player, is the input that's valued by our scouting department. Uh-huh and how they put an emphasis on having guys who've done it like yourself, right, like Merrill, and having, you know, me and Wolf sitting in the back, and the input that we're allowed to give. And can you just talk about just kind of the, you know, the unique perspective and and the role that you have here in the scouting department, man? Man, I'm on the other side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) You behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm in the game, but I'm not in the game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Man, this to. To be honest with you, fellas, it's something, it's something I always wanted to do, um, even like as an active player. Uh, the Rooners and Coach T let me sit in some of the meetings. Even on draft day, uh, they let me sit on draft day. Now, when it was draft in the corner, they politely told me, get the heck out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't sat in on a few draft days, and when yeah. they said, Ike, you need to, you need to get out. For a second, I was like, damn, they about to get another corner. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> they got another corner. But, um, nah, man, it's just from from sitting at the front office standpoint, um, it's like from from my perspective, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to help draft a Pittsburgh baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what I what I mean by that is, you know, you know, when you when you get free agents, they're 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 really not homegrown. Right. So say, um, you might hit on a few that understand what it is the culture to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, but you know, I'm just trying to draft or help draft um, newborns. Who, who 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 born and raised and, and, and know what it is and know what the culture is like myself and, and Max and Wolf. Us three know what it is to be a Pittsburgh Stiller, you know. So I'm just trying to help us draft Stillers. And uh, just from a different perspective, everybody got to be on the same page. So how Owen and how Omar looks at it, like give Coach T and this coaching staff whatever they need, but make sure we give them, we give them Stiller guys. So yeah. Um, that's that's how, and it's very competitive from a from a from a front office standpoint. Uh, us scouts, we like to compete, which 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 I love, and you know, right. me, I try to bring that part from from a player standpoint yeah. into the scouting department. Who's going to be the best scout? You know, so it's all love. Um, what I told you know the fellas, uh, Mr. Mr. Art, Omar, Coach T. Um, man, I just want to help. I want to get seven so bad. I would love yeah. to get seven so bad, but I got to get seven from this side, and I'm all about it. But I would just love to help the Pittsburgh Steelers um, in any way I can from a front office standpoint get seven. It's very business savvy, too. You got to know the whole roster, and you got to know a little bit about everybody else's roster because once you're in the front office, you got to know a little bit about all the other 31 teams. You just can't just sit on your team. You got to know, got to have some kind of insight. So that's the part I'm learning as well um, the college side and the pro side um, I thought maybe I wanted to be a GM in a couple of years a couple of years meaning like 10 years I'm like heck no I just want to stay on the college side you know? <laughs> yeah. um, that pro side is something serious you're dealing with all pros you, your phone got to be on Mr. Sheldon who's in charge of the pro side man his phone got to be on 24-7 with Omar mm. Coach Call you know yeah. so I've talked to him but the college side is, is my side I'm just very passionate about looking at guys in college and, and trying to find stills and who can we help and develop become Pittsburgh stills from the college to the pros. So that's what I'm very passionate about. Uh, but I just look at it like, man, we always been like GMs. If y'all think about it, and I give this analogy all the time, if y'all think about it, if, if Wolf is a captain on the basketball team at his park and, 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 and Max, you're a captain on the basketball team at your park, Wolf got the first pick. He already know he's going for the best player. Max, you got a second pick, you're going for the second best player. Yeah. Wolf got a third pick, he's going for the third. So we always BGMs and scout. We always knew that. Right, yeah. It's just, you know, at the time, we weren't getting paid for it. Yeah. Well, but, you yeah. know what? I sucked as a basketball player. But, but you, but you, <laughs> well, Wolf, you still knew who was good and who yeah. wasn't good. Absolutely, because yeah, everybody I was would. better than me. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. so, you know, on that first pick, you're getting the best guy yeah. from that community on your team. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, that's, that's how Were that's you a good hooper, got. Ike? Man, I went to college for basketball. Really? Yeah. Okay, here. See if you did this. This is what I did one time. Uh-huh. In high school, I got in with one minute to go in the second quarter. All right? And then we had halftime. And then uh, by halfway through the third, I started the third quarter, I fouled out. All right, did you ever, ever foul out that quick? My coach looked at me and goes, nah. are you kidding me? Nah. Craig, he goes, are you trying to get 
you know, follow up. Yeah, you I mean, that's how yes. bad I was. You probably said yes. No, I, was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, played, I, I played basketball the way I played football, you know, yeah. at first and crashed. Wolf, Wolf went out on the court to bite people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, he, went, hey, he went out and he was like, I don't even need the basketball, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely was the enforcer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had like, issues, he man. He told me to be in the paint. I'm in the paint. Nobody else is allowed in the paint. But, <laughs> but you, no, I, I think you're absolutely right, Ike. When you look at it, We've all had that eye, and then we've gotten that eye sharpened and focused through our experiences, Mm -hmm. right? Because as you go from high school, right, then you get to a more elite pool in college. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in college, you're looking around, you're like, man, okay, this is the best of the best from all the high schools. And then you're like, okay, well, I know that guy's good. I know that guy's good. He's my teammate. We're starting together. And then you get to the NFL, and then it it gets to a sharp point. And then as you spend years, Mm -hmm. contracts on the same team, it is something that you just continually, continually refine that craft. And I think that's what, that's what you're getting to, and, and that's what you're learning even more insight because, you know, you sitting in the scout means it's a humbling experience oh, for them to talk to you. I, I think, like, like, that's the favorite. That's the best part with old Coach T and Mr. Art. Yeah. Love when I'm there. Because, <laughs> like, when I have to pre- present my summaries, uh-huh. like, I really do paint the picture and it, it, it it's in a unorthodox way it's yeah. not a regular typical scouting go by the book way it's like so everybody know just off a of year two if i really like a guy that they gave or if i really don't like a guy that they gave because i'm so animated about a guy that i really like and i'm just like so bland a guy right i don't like just reading really off the page I, I think they was very impressed with me off of the way um, I just pretty much presented myself. Like, when I present, I don't like sitting down. I like standing up and walking around. I like I like looking at you. You're going to know, you're going to feel when I'm talking. So that was different for them because everybody usually when they do their presentation, they sit down. Yeah. I can't sit down. I got I to gotta stand up. I want, you, I want you to feel me. Man's got to stand up and move. Yeah. Yes. So that was, that, was, that was real good. And they like, as a scout, when you do present, um, you got to capture uh, – Everybody, everyone's attention from from the punchline from the first sentence, you know, because people is we got 26 something scouts, so it can get it can get long and boring if everybody got 15 guys a piece to talk about. So you got to capture everybody's attention from the get go. And what I what I did was I said I I sat at my I sat at my house in Orlando, and I told myself I said, man, I got to be an artist. I said, who's my favorite rapper? <laughs> and my favorite rapper is is, is Lil Wayne. Absolutely. So I said, what, what, why do I like Lil Wayne? I said, Lil Wayne paints the picture. And he's good with his punchlines. He's good with telling the story. And he can say the same word a million different ways. And I said, okay. So I don't have four minutes to, to, to rap a verse. And what I mean by rapping a verse is to have my presentation because guys going to get bored on listening to me. I said, okay, it's 16 bars in a verse, so that's like 30 seconds. So I got to give them 30 seconds um, of some good adjectives, verbs, and just analyzing and seeing who I like. So that's, that's exactly what I started to do. Like, I started to look at myself as an artist when I'm presenting these, uh, these summers. And it ain't even got to be a rap artist. It can be a country. Whatever, whoever your favorite um, musician is, that's how I present my uh my summaries and when I told them that they was like dang I never 
I never looked at that way. <laughs> never approached it that that's, way. That's, that's the way I, I started my career doing. I, we got to take a break, but I, I want to come back and make sure – because I don't want to just talk about you as a scout, but the great player that you were in thank your you, career. Thank you, thank because you. that's you – know, I've just always admired you as a player. You, uh, you, you got resilience, you got tenacity, and you were just a dadgum great player. Thank so you. we're going to come back with more after this. We'll be back with the great Ike Taylor right here in the locker room, St. Vincent College, more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back at St. Vincent Steelers training camp in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and we are joined by Steelers legend and my brother, Ike Taylor. And we talked about Ike the scout. Now we're going to go to Ike the player right yeah and you know one of the things i remember because ike you was class of 03 right yes yeah. yes so yes. so you were you were you were the year before me when yes. i got drafted and when i came to that locker room and tell me about your experience but i came to the locker room and it was eyes wide open because you walk in this locker room and you're like okay first of all i'm with, I'm with a bunch of grown men one like hey Hey, there's some mortgages, there's some child support, right. <laughs> real it's a, it's things. A, it's, a, it's a lot of situations in this <laughs> locker room. A lot of situations and consequences going on. Y'all, y'all, y'all told me it was just going to be football. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was football. And you walk in and you're like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, because you're coming to take a man's job. Essentially, Correct. when you Correct. step in that locker room, somebody ain't going to be here that you see that day. Correct. And, you know, just the mentality coming in, especially as a young dude, you got guys like Chad Scott in that right, locker Dwayne room, Washington. Dwayne Washington. Yeah, I mean, Deshae Townsend. Deshae, and, yep. and you, you're like, where do I fit in? Right. But just talk about kind of the process as a young guy coming into that locker room back in 03. Well, I felt like I'm here. So that, yeah. was, that was my mentality. Like, as soon as Pittsburgh drafted me, um, which I didn't think I was going to get drafted because I was a walk-on and I only played one year. In, in college at a, at cornerback. So, I, really, to be honest with you, um, getting drafted was like a blessing for me because I thought I was going to uh, be a free agent. So, in my mind, I was just like, man, I just need to get in the dough. I get in the dough, I can make whatever happen. But I wound up getting drafted in the fourth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, hitting that locker room, man, the Shea Townsend just made me being, me being a professional so easy. So, as soon as I hit the locker room, the Shea gave me some keys to a full expedition and told me to get lost, uh, find my way around the city, and 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 give give hold his hold his expedition until next year. Save your money, and whenever you get enough money in your account, you know then you can give me back my uh my expedition. Cause I got, I got I got a few cars, and this is what I want to do for the young boys. And I ain't even know the shade cool from a can of paint. So as soon as as soon as I landed, that's exactly what the shade did, and I was like. Oh, if it's gonna be like this, like I felt like I was kind of entitled, um, not only to to represent myself, and my family, but for a guy who don't even know me, um, possibly trying to take his position, but he ain't even looking at it like that. He looking at it like I got a young pup, and he gonna come in and help us. And for him to 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 give a stranger the keys to his car, man, I'm like. This is crazy. So I, 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 I got it's, it's a lot of goals mm. that I have to do in life, um, especially as a player. 
But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to let Deshae Townsend down because this is something uh, this man definitely didn't have to do. So me coming in as a rookie is probably kind of different from a lot of other people coming in as a rookie. I had a savvy veteran in Deshae Townsend that took me in like a little brother. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That is so cool. Like, let me ask you this. You, you speak of Deshae Townsend, but there's other men that have spoken life into your life. Mm-hmm, Who correct. are those people that have poured life into your life? Uh, Bussy, Jerome Bettis. Uh, Bussy, Bussy, I just break it down like this. Bussy taught me how to be a professional um, off the field, how to use my resources off the field. Um, it ain't what you know, it's who you know off the field. Mm. That's what Bussy taught me. Um, Peasy, Peasy meaning Joey Porter. Peasy taught me to, uh, like, the grind, um, the not making excuse part. Like, okay, if we hanging out and we going out, uh, we, going, we going straight to the facility and workout. So it don't matter how long we're going to be out for, we're going to always get this work in. We ain't going to mm-hmm. never make excuses. Um, James Ferrier taught me in the off season how to save my money, budget, finance, and how to not stand out but blend in. That's mm. what that's what James Ferrer taught me. Yeah. Um of course Papa R.I.P. Dan Rooney. Um he showed me without even saying it, but he showed me how to treat a CEO all the way down to the janitor. Yes. The same and with respect. And so I was just fortunate. Uh Coach Dick LeBeau taught me taught me regardless on your status, um Stay humble, because mm-hmm. that was just, you know, Coach LeBeau's 63 interceptions, Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Did he used to come in and ask you how many interceptions you had? No, nah, because then- I didn't have too many, so he didn't have too <laughs> I yeah. always laugh because Rod Woodson would always talk about when Dick LeBeau, the first time around when he came in, he'd go, how many interceptions you got? And, then, you know, it was like so many. And he goes, well, I got 63. How got close 63. Are you? And, you know, yeah. I mean, it was so funny because it was just his way of just – you know, I'm better than you. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> that was just his way Dick Humble said. brag. Forever. Oh, <laughs> I'll forever yeah. be better than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah that, right? Awesome. right? But that's that's what Dickie taught me. So, man, I, I was just, to, to be honest with you, Max and Wolf, um, I was talking to, like, my homeboy because he's here. He was one of Ivan's first coaches that got him into football. I was talking to my homeboy, and we sitting in a dormitory, and, you know, in the dome, man, you just got all these Hall of Fame pitches. And I'm like, okay, Paul Paul Rooney, Hall of Fame. Yep. Coach Cower, yep. Hall of Fame. Um, Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame. Uh, Big Ben going to wind up going to the Hall of Fame. Troy already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll see how they feel about uh, Joey Porter, James Harrison, and Heinz Ward in the Hall of Fame. Pouncey going to wind up going to the Hall of Fame. Um it depends on how they feel about A.B. Regardless on what you want to say about A.B., uh, he had probably the best six-year run as a wide receiver. You ain't kidding. Ever. Hall of, Hall of yeah. Fame. So that's ten yeah. guys I just named. Then we ain't even get to the coaches. We ain't even get to Munchak. We ain't even get to Russ, Rem- Russ Grimm. They are already in the Hall of Fame. Dick LeBeau, that's three. So I'm up to 13. Yeah. I'm up to 13 now. So I be telling people, like, messing around, being in Pittsburgh, all I've been surrounded by was greatness. Yes. You know, so yeah. – then we ain't even talking about, you know, Hall of Honors. So, man, my whole career, man, just being in the city of Pittsburgh, not only have – not only the city of Pittsburgh taught me how to not not stand out but blend in, but 
just how to be a man and be a professional. And it's a blue-collar, hard-working city. So, yeah, I'm a yinzer to the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is the greatest way to cap off the end of this hour. I can I appreciate you going to stay back for one more yes, segment yes, with sir. us. Can we hold you for one yeah, more? Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, too here. much fun. We finally got you here, brother. Yeah, this is my brother, man. So yes. we're going to step aside. You're in the locker room. Hour three up next. But first, let's take these commercial breaks. Got to pay some bills. <laughs> If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 